Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by Jacking Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Shane Diefenbach, Saul Bookman, and for the first time, Mike Luke, all Woo. the way from Tucson. How's it going, Mike? <laughs> Happy to join everybody. Ready to rock and roll. Awesome. Love to hear it. <laughs> Did you forget uh, you had a mic? <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. I just moved it, so we're good. <laughs> Mike is not a podcast novice. He uh, does daily podcasts for the Wildcats, so uh, glad you're joining us. Thanks for making time after your show today, Mike. Of course. Glad to be here and talk some uh, U of A ASU football, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> we should be excited. Uh, are you guys excited? I All I feel is pain. Um, I still haven't gotten over the crushing defeat that was the loss in Corvallis. Um, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say this. It, it's hard. As a U of A fan, we, we are conflicted because it seems like Every September, October, things are, you know, they're just either average or they're below average. Mm -hmm. And then you get to November and then you throw in basketball. And it's like one day you're like, oh, my God, our football team sucks. And then the next day you're like, oh, but basketball doesn't. So it's it's just it's it's really conflicting. It's it's tough. Yeah. Our existence as ASU and U of A uh, fans seems to be uh, (laughs) existential. The the worst thing was I was preaching to everybody on the phnx sun devils podcast by the way you should follow that um about how i'm so excited to talk asu basketball because all the transfers and everything and just get a palate cleanser from asu football um and then that uc riverside buzzer beater happened and i was like man (laughs) this is not fun (laughs) yeah yeah all right well before we get too far ahead of ourselves let's get right into the valley sports temperature check uh saul bookman already kind of alluded to it but huge game for Arizona basketball last night. They were unranked. They uh, molly whopped <laughs> number four ranked Michigan. Molly whopped. It was not even like a close game. It was Arizona walked in there and just beat down Michigan, who was ranked number four. Now Arizona basketball is ranked number 17. Mike, what did you like about that game besides the fact that the Wildcats upset Michigan? Well, first, I've been hazing my friend uh, Saul a little bit, saying, I'm telling you, this is the year this team's going to be good. And uh, Saul said, wait till the Michigan game, which most normal people would. But, you know, <laughs> when you get really excited about things, then generally uh, you can jump ahead of yourself. But honestly, just the style of play that they play with. I mean, this is an up and down team that they're going to look to exert their will. And I think Tommy Lloyd made a great point early in the season when he said, we're, I'm not going to just say we're playing fast just because it sounds cool. That's the way that we're going to play. And when you watched it, Arizona 
if they were to play Michigan 20 times, that wasn't a fluke what we saw out there. No. They would be they would beat Michigan the majority of those times because they just had more horses than Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the great thing about about that team is and and I'm not going to I'm not going to bag on Sean Miller, but what I will say about Sean Miller is is he brought his own style to the U of A and it was a suffocating kind of whether it was it, it wasn't intentional, I'm sure, but he's kind of sucked the life a little bit out of the program, and it was a very constricting type of play. It wasn't fun to watch. It was just and so to see Tommy Lloyd come in here is just like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like basketball is meant to be like a free flowing sport and let guys chuck it up when they feel comfortable doing so, and you could see the confidence that these guys are playing with, and a lot, a lot of them same guys that were playing with Miller just a year ago, yep. and they're thriving. Um, because of the system. So it's great to see. Yeah, no kidding. And yeah. Make, Go ahead, Mike. And make no, make no mistake, too, what Saul's saying to kind of piggyback on that point, too, is that Arizona would probably be good under Miller, but the performance that you saw yesterday would not have happened under Sean yeah. Miller under any circumstances. That just wouldn't have happened. So like Saul said, it's just a breath of fresh air down here in Tucson, to put it mildly. Yeah, the Tommy Lloyd era started with a bang to say to say the least thank god um i bet that's a nice refreshing feeling what's not nice and refreshing though is asu football uh shane uh asu traveled to oregon state Uh, the day kind of already got off to a sour note i I do very much appreciate the fact that michaela glossed over the fact that we got waxed at washington state (laughs) over the weekend so i've already i've honestly just forgot about uve football they're so bad i just kind of you know Stop saying that. Um, I know. Shane has this theory that we'll get into It's later. not a theory. Whatever. We'll talk about it. Um, ASU, <laughs> the day kind of got off to a sour note because um, my buddy's Oregon boy, just, gr- girlfriend broke up with him. Um, yeah. So that really that happened that and set sad. the tone for the day. Um, Oregon um, just kind of crapped the bed and uh, Utah just destroyed Oregon. Yeah. Which kind of really affected all of us because that really hurt the Sun Devils' chance at the Pac-12. Well, it eliminated the Sun Devils' yeah. chance. Yeah, so, they were done after so that. The, the, I brought that. I brought my buddy up for a reason. I didn't just randomly blurt that out. <laughs> so I I go to watch the game with him to console him, and we're watching the game, and it keeps getting worse and worse. And then the punt return touchdown, twenty-eight to nothing at halftime. I'm like, okay, Sun Devils, it's over. And him texting me that. He just got broken up with in the morning, set the mood for the day of my commitment issues and how it's hard to have faith in this ASU football team. And then then I'm like, okay, there's no after the after the three losses, I was like, there's no way that they're going to even have a chance to get into the Rose Bowl or whatever. And then I hear this crazy theory that if Oregon wins twice and beats Utah in the uh, Pac-12 championship, then ASU can leapfrog them. And then I watched the Oregon game, and um, yeah, that happened. And it's just sad that there's no – for the seventh or eighth straight year now that the Pac-12 isn't going to be representing the CFP. Um, so it just kind of hurt. Classic Pac-12. The Pac will always pack. Uh, mm-hmm. Shane, do you anticipate Herm Edwards to be the coach of this football team come next year? <sighs> I, I don't know what to think about – I don't know what they think. Um, for me, I've been saying this all year – there's so much going on, so many weird things happening. All of the discourse within on the field and off the field, weird things like the car accidents. I know that probably doesn't have anything to do with it, but it's just it's just kind of the epitome of this team. I said on our show the the false start right after a timeout in the third quarter of the ASU game, which should never happen. You know the snap count. Um, th- th- that was exactly what this team is, and I keep saying that we're going to find out something about this program, whether it be the recruiting stuff or 
some discourse between players and coaches. Um, and you're going to look back at some of these games and be like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense. So I don't, I, I, I don't want him to be the coach next year. Mm. I don't know what the situation is going to be. Um, I think a lot of what's happening is discipline and just a uh, disconnect within the program in general. Um, so now I, I don't think he will be, but I don't know what they, I don't yeah. know what the situation is. Matt Cuff in our comments saying that Herm isn't going anywhere. Mike and Saul is a, uh, Outsiders looking in. What are your thoughts on the situation? Uh, I mean, uh, and you know, I've been around you guys all for the last couple of months and watching ASU football. And um, you know, it, it, let, let's say I'm a U of A guy. I always will be a U of A guy because of my job. <laughs> I have a vested interest in how ASU does now. Um, <laughs> so I like, I, I kind of like pull for you guys to yeah. succeed. Yeah. You know, because it's good for business. Let's just say it that way. Um, there, I, I just don't understand it. I just mm-hmm. don't understand. I actually don't understand both men's basketball and football for that matter. Yep. Um, but football specifically, you have all the talent necessary to do what you need to do and continually, com- you know, crap the bed. And it's almost, I, I'd almost rather be in our situation right now where we know we don't have a lot of talent and we need to exceed expectations just to get a W. Um, but we know like, okay, well, we can't go anywhere but, but up from yeah. here, right? Whereas you guys are kind of in the middle, like in the middle of no man's land. And it's like, you guys could be really, really good next year, or you could be really, really bad. And that's seemingly always where you guys are at. You guys are always right there. Always a six, seven, eight win team, nothing more, nothing less. And I think that's a little bit more frustrating for a fan base because that's why you made the change from Todd Graham yep. to Herm is because you needed somebody that was going to take you to that next step. Um, which everybody thought was going to be Herm. I actually don't think Herm's going to be back next year. Yeah, I I mean, I think next year would be the perfect time to make another coaching change because I don't think we're going to be here anymore Um, with the recruiting stuff and everything going on. There's almost no recruits on the table for the next two years because nobody knows what's going to happen. And Mm. I don't know. It's just this damn team. The the discipline and stuff should have been the least of this team's problem because the whole defense came back. You have so many guys in their fifth year. You have a third-year Third, the th- it's a third year. Jaden Daniels is starting at quarterback. Um, you have two experienced running backs. Uh, you have a, a young but talented wide receiver core. It, there's no excuses for discipline to be the reason why this team's holding back. They're not young. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Mac Huff has a question. I think question. I'd be, I'd, I'd be stunned if he's back. To be honest with you, this is a honestly this was this was their year. I actually picked the, uh, ASU. I thought they were going to win the conference this year. I thought when you looked at them from top to bottom, you had four straight top 25 classes. Um, the talent on the perimeter, you got an abundance of riches in the backfield. And for them to just basically just I don't want to say give up, but this is a mediocre team and you look at it, there's probably going to be 10 to 15 guys that are going to play in the NFL on this roster. And so like Saul said, you don't have or, uh, Shane said you don't have a recruiting class. You're coming off of this. I thought the only way he was going to keep his job is if they were really good this year. And right now, I just I just don't see how you can bring him back and what exactly the pitch is to the people in Phoenix. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Matt Cuff asking if anybody saw Tracy Smith. Is that what it says? Tracy Smith? Tracy Smith tweets. Mm-hmm. Tweets. Uh, following the loss. I did not see that. No. I didn't either. Sorry, no. Mac. So I pulled those up. Okay. Um, I can read through a couple of them if you guys want sure, me yeah. to. Please. Uh, the first one says, most challenging thing about standards is you have to live up to them, especially if you were the one who set those standards. Interesting little case study happening in Tempe. Um, somebody replied to him and said, nobody was given a longer leash than you while falling short, but I do agree with your point. He kind of chirped back at them, and then somebody continued to chirp back at him, and he just said, you think I'm talking about Herm, Chief Junior? 
Oh. That's what he said. Uh, wow. For anyone who doesn't know, Tracy Smith was the uh, head coach at the ASU baseball program for a while, and he is no longer there, but um, a little feisty on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the standards thing is so true. I mean, yeah. if this team didn't have, as I was saying, if this team didn't get the, the guys they got back from last year and their basically a- old defense didn't come back. ASU is a tough job. Yeah. yeah. And the reason why it's a tough job is because um, I think at the onset, the expectations are so high. And it's almost impossible to ever live up to them. Uh, that's why I think the next coach that might come into ASU should be, you know, one of your, you know, smaller conference guys, one of those guys that are just absolutely hungry and a dog on the recruiting yeah. trail, understands how to maximize talent, how to develop talent mm-hmm. um, at the college level. Somebody that's just that just lives and breathes it. I I don't know, you know, the Herm Edwards experience. For whatever it was, I mean, you got you got to bowl games. That's yeah. about all you can say about that. But that wasn't the expectation level. Oh, um, and I think if you go with somebody that's a lower tier um, from a lower tier college, right? Not a big name, not somebody who's already done it, yep. been there, done that. They've already tried that. Um, I think the expectation level in nature comes back down to reality. You're hoping, you know, to to get a a solid recruiting process going, um, and you're going and you're trying to get to just better bowl games you want to get back to the rose bowl you want to get back to at least cfp contention mm-hmm. i think that'll eventually happen but but it's just not going to happen if you're trying to get a flash in the pan and i think herm edwards for 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 lack of a better word was a flash in the pan and i will say too i'm extremely disappointed in Jaden daniels he looked so promising had the world at his fingertips his freshman year and i don't know if it's just a lack people, of getting better I think people, or i understand that but you also got to remember, he had some dogs at receiver his freshman year. Yeah, Brandon true. Ayuk mm-hmm. was a beast as a wide receiver. That helps quite a bit. Yeah, you know I've, what I'm saying? I've heard that, though, but I think a lot of it is the expectation thing. And I think having those good receivers and having such a hard year or uh, a good year to start was ca- kind of ruined a lot of his like the last couple of years is because he had such a high standard that he set his first year. And you can't go yeah, past that. As that's such what I'm a saying. Young that's what I'm exactly. Saying. And, but at the same time, he he's underthrowing, overthrowing, missing throws. The confidence mm-hmm. is just, it's weird. And it was great when he was so calm, cool, and collected his freshman year when he was performing well. But after you throw two interceptions, I don't want to see you not fired up. I don't, yeah. I, when, when the running game's not going, when the offense isn't working, I don't want to see him smiling and being like, we're, we're fine, we're fine. No, it's not fine. Yeah. It's not. So It's definitely not fine. Um, <laughs> before they, we get. They used to say, it, when, when I was in high school and when I was in college um, trying to get recruited and stuff, they, coaches used to always tell me, don't, don't like show your frustration out yeah. on the court. Don't show your emotion. Try to keep it even keel. And you that's exactly what Jaden Daniels is. He's very even keel. Yep. And then you look at that and, and you could take it the other way and say, well, he doesn't care enough. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be a happy balance. And I don't think Jaden Daniels has figured that one out. Yeah. Uh, Jose Roman coming, commenting, adding into the conversation that this year would be a great year for ASU to get into the coaching search. The, which this, this year is agree. the NCAA equivalent of a rebuild in the NFL. This yeah. is the year you blow everything up and – Wait a couple of years, get get a good 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 couple of recruiting classes if you can even um, impose that bull ban when it comes next year when the team isn't good and yeah. figure it out. Down Before the road. we get too far down here, though, I do want to give a shout out to the Suns. They won their twelfth game in a row last night, beating the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Ayton recorded his three thousandth career point. Saul, if you could point to one success factor for the Suns right now, what is it? 
Um, you know, they're just a veteran team. Yeah. Like they they they're they're coming together and they they still haven't even come close to reaching their peak. Um, they're just a solid ball club. You know, it, it, you know, it's kind of funny listening to like ASU fans and even maybe some some U of A fans or just Arizona sports fans in general. And we have this like PTSD of never being satisfied um, with with wins because you always feel like the bottom's going to drop out. Yeah. With this team, with this Suns team, it just doesn't feel like that, right? It no. just feels like, listen, this is who they are. Every game's not going to be pretty, but they're still going to find ways to win. And it's it's refreshing. And the yeah. Cardinals are the same way. Yeah, you absolutely. know, like, everybody's afraid that the bottom's going to drop out like it did last year. They're nine and two. They mm-hmm. have secured a winning season for the first time in Cliff Kingsbury's tenure here. Um, nine and two, first place in the NFC West. Uh, first place in the NFC right now. They would have the one number one seed going into the playoffs if the playoffs started today. Both of those teams. It's so nice to see um, the Suns and the Cardinals both thriving at the same exact time, and l- for the kind of the same reasons yep. they're just methodical they there's a process that they're following and they're they're absolutely executing that process to a t um and even though they might have little hiccups here and there they still find ways to win ball games the cardinals with colt mccoy yesterday that was a phenomenal game um the suns uh you know having a little bit of a rough start devin booker not really being up to par yet because he had to go through all the stuff in the summer mm-hmm. and the olympics now Everybody's getting their legs under them. They're they're kind of gelling, and the chemistry for both those teams is just remarkable. And I will say quickly too, one thing about success, a lot of success has to do with luck and timing. And you kind of mentioned how the Cardinals have had some hiccups. They do they have had some hiccups that they've had to fight through, but it seems like timing is on their side with those hiccups because mm-hmm. you know Kyler Murray's injured, he's got an ankle injury, but now they're heading into the bye. He's been out for the past three weeks, so he's going to get an additional week to heal up and hopefully be ready to go after the bye, which I think the Cardinals could not have asked for better timing and, and wise th- that's the only bad thing you can point out about the cardinals right now is kyler murray is no longer eligible to win the mvp because he missed three games that's the only thing that is bad about the cardinals that's terrible i know that's, it sucks that's not great i Johnny hate pointed that out this morning i was like damn that's well awful. thanks for that huge bummer shane um <laughs> all right that was your valley sports temperature check before we get into uh our topic of the day i gotta tell you guys about DraftKings sportsbook Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. I feel like scoring happens pretty often in football, so that seems like a no-brainer bet to me. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PHNX. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, 21 and up only, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, eligibility restrictions apply, cjockkings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, it's Ravelry Week, you guys. Let's get into it. It's our main topic of the day. We're talking all things Territorial Cup. Um, I feel like I need to quickly draw some boundaries really quick because Saul (laughs) and (laughs) 
Shane and Mike have clearly displayed their where their loyalties lie with their two college their two colleges. Um, I did not wear anything, but I would like everybody to know that I am a ASU fan. I went to ASU, Sun Devils till I die. Just needed to point that out. And I also wanted to start things off with this beautiful tweet that I found on the internet today, courtesy of Justin Spears. Um, I don't know who put this billboard up or who paid for it, but uh, this billboard is uh, in Tucson. It is on the way to Tempe. So the U of A football team will have to drive by that billboard on the way to Tempe this weekend. I feel, I feel very confident that that will not happen this year. <laughs> a nice little reminder of that 70-7 to 7 blowout in the Territorial Cup last year. Um, a little bit of history for you guys. Territorial Cup is the oldest rivalry in college sports. It started in 1899. This is the 95th Territorial Cup. ASU has won the last four matchups. Um, I'll start things off with you, Saul. What are you expecting out of this territory? Here's a little, a little more history for you. Oh, Did no. you know that oh, that no. 70-7 loss was not the worst blowout in rivalry history? No. Was yeah. the worst blowout? Uh, U of A actually blew out ASU 67 to nothing. Back in 1946. Sure. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Yeah, I so didn't know suck you could... it, Sun Devils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not the great. completely worst. Nothing nothing right. matters. If they were talking like this back then, it doesn't yeah. matter. Hey, there goes Johnny R. on the close side. <laughs> he goes all the way for the touchdown. Oh, and he makes the touchdown, and they're going to kick it through the back. Against Tempe Normal. Um, uh, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was really good. That was actually beautiful. So, yeah. And that. then, obviously, you know, the only other thing I got right now, because we have nothing else, is that we do – Lead the all-time series still by four, four or five games, I think. Um, creeping so, up. So yeah, it's creeping up. I think it's forty-nine to forty-four, uh, forty-nine, forty-four, and one is Arizona against ASU. So holding I, on to I, that, listen, uh, hold on to it by a thread. Yeah, by a thread. But <laughs> listen, you know, it's this series always has ebbs and flows. You know, Arizona won eleven in a row at one point. Then ASU came back and won a couple in a row, and it's just it's gone back and forth. Um, and and let's be real. Even if Herm gets fired at the end of the season, there's a good chance that he could leave ASU as one of the only coaches to go undefeated against U of A mm -hmm. in his entire tenure. Like, That's very true. So, so you got to give him that, right? Yeah. He'll always have that. Well, he better get fired before the game. You oh, game. okay. Oh, right all right. Well, uh, let's just get right into it. <laughs> Shane has been on this, he has been on this theory trailer. for forever that he – is anticipating that U of A is going to roll in here, even though they are one in ten and one in seven in the Pac-12 and beat ASU. Uh, Shane, why? Look, I started this theory after the Cal win. I know, and I will. I would be the first one to tell you the Cal win, even though it was a win. All the COVID stuff. Um, it, it's not. It's not the biggest win. Yeah. But it's a win nonetheless. They get confidence and momentum, and that is what matters in college football. ASU is far superior in the talent category. I'm not saying uh, it's even close there. But you're talking about a team that is underperforming. They are down on themselves. Sometimes they straight up just quit, it looks like. Um, and another team that is fired up, thinks they have the coach of the year, um, and is playing the best football they've played this entire year, aside from that Washington State game. But you know they're going to get up for this U of A game. The only confidence I have in ASU is – they they are able to get momentum from the fact that they're just playing U of A. Hmm. If they were playing another team and this and they had they had confidence like U of A does right now, they get killed. And I know how bad they are. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> I I just can't help but keep thinking that this game is not only going to be close, but it could be one Jaden Daniels pick six away from disaster. 
What are your thoughts on that, Mike? Do you think uh, U of A has a shot at beating ASU this weekend? I appreciate Shane and everything he's done for me. I think he's crazy here, though. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Um, outside of my theory that maybe Antonio Pierce is a U of A mole that was brought in to destroy <laughs> the entire wait, wait, ASU. We can't program. glaze over this. No, we, we can't talked glaze about this over on, this. On the if he's a mole, he's the worst mole of all time. Or is he? Well, Where? I mean. Or is Mike, he? where does this mole theory come from? He just single-handedly destroyed the program from within. Yeah. Is he the worst? Yeah. Where is this right? coming from, Mike? Well, so everybody thinks Antonio Pierce, ex-U of A linebacker, actually hates Arizona. He comes to ASU, and you know what? He's the head of all of the recruiting malfeasance that occurs, all of the uh, intrigue behind the scene. Maybe, maybe you hired a U of A guy that and his loyalties were still to the U of A this entire time. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Can't confirm nor it's, deny. It's a it's a beautiful conspiracy theory, but yeah, I hope that if that but, was the problem, I would love that. that I would be, be that shocked. would make me feel a lot better. I, yeah, and then but, no but other ASU guy would ever get hired at U of A and vice versa ever again. <laughs> off of that, and but maybe the theory was too. Bobby Wade, ex U of A wide receiver, gets promoted after all these people get fired during the process. Just saying. But as far as you know, being on a serious note. Um, ASU's just, ASU's just more talented across the board. It's, um, this, this game to me, feels like a 37 to 10 win. The problem with Arizona is that Arizona just can't score. Now I know you had the game against USC where Arizona put up some points, but other than that, it's, it's pretty tough sledding. You got one quarterback right now. Um, I just, I don't know how they're going to stop Rashad White or Rashad White, Don Brown, the defensive coordinator, already has one foot out the door going to UMass. So things, at least on paper, don't look good for Arizona, in my opinion. I think the point spread is actually a pretty good point spread. That's where I I put it. I I will say this. Um, Arizona played well against a team that's kind of similar to ASU in Utah. I was just about to say, Uh, I didn't think they they, put up a touchdown in that game. Yeah, they played very well against Utah. They were right there in it in the fourth quarter. ASU is largely just like Utah. They rely on the run game. And then, you know, if you force their quarterback to make plays, if they can come through, they're going to beat you and they're going to probably blow you out. But that's the big factor right here is if they can slow down the run game, I don't think they can stop it. But if they can slow down the run game, I mean, and when I say slow down, I'm talking about can they keep it to under 200 yards yeah. total rushing? Yeah. Like because ASU right. could easily put up three or 400 yards rushing in this game without even blinking. Um, and they forced Jaden Daniels to throw, and Jaden has one of those games that he's been prevalent to have this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, then you're talking about a U of A team that that could find the end zone as well and find ways to score, and and it's a completely different ball game. We've seen this. This reminds me of the year um, it was uh, Stoops got fired, and they were heading into the last game of the season against ASU. And they had already made the announcement that Rich Rodriguez was going to be the head coach, but Rich Rod wasn't going to coach in the rivalry game. And a- U of A had no business winning that game. And Bryson Byrne, Bernie threw a, a touchdown to secure victory in Tempe. And it was just like, why, why and how the hell did we win this game? It doesn't even matter. It's a rivalry game. That's why they play these games. I'm emotionally hedging on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm throwing money on the U of A money line for oh sure, gosh. just so I win one way or another. <laughs> look, look, Rashad White has been emotional hedging. overworked like crazy in these past three games. Last game, he was held to under 50 yards, and I think that was a lot. 
of his legs kind of finally catching up to him because he went for 200 plus yards all purpose in the in the two games prior to that. Uh, I think he gets some rest, and I I would assume he has a big game against the U of A, but you just don't know what can happen if Rashad White can break a 75 yard run to start, and there's a holding, um, an unsportsmanlike conduct. And Herm gets tossed for some reason. You just don't know with this ASU team sometimes. Um, I could see penalties slowing them down like crazy, installing drives, and that's why I think U of A really does have a chance. I mean, you, uh, with a team like U of A, you just can't give them. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> the breaks there. I was about to say something really stupid. You, right. <laughs> you if you don't kill yourselves, yes. you will you will blow U of A out of the water. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you kill yourselves with which ASU does, I'd yeah. love to do it. Then you will keep them in the ball game, and all it takes is hey are we within one score maybe even two scores in the fourth quarter and fluky shit happens in these rivalry games all the time so you don't want to chance it if you're asu going into the fourth quarter and you're you're sun devil you want the sun devils to be up by at least 21 because you just never know what could happen and i would say that if if the shoe was on the other foot you just never know what could happen in these games it's good for one fumble on special teams so yeah, and ASU, like Saul said, is absolutely notorious for shooting themselves in the foot. I don't want to buy into Shane's theory, but I will admit, I do have a bad feeling. I just have this vision of, like, U of A fans at, at uh, Tempe Stadium just, like, storming the field after U of A no, wins ASU. No, I don't know why. No, we storming the um, field I'm just scared. I'd storm the field. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, look at me. I, okay, so, here, so <laughs> here, here's my question, okay? ASU's 13th reason. I'll ask this to Mike. So U of A is 1 in 10. You know, for the large portion of the season we were talking about, are they one of the worst teams in all of college football history? Um and we've seen teams go 0 and 12, 0 and 11, 0 and 10. So clearly they're not. And they've been competitive. They have yeah. been competitive. Uh, would you feel what, what is your feeling in terms of is it a higher high beating U of A 77 or a lower low if you lose to U of A this Saturday? Lower low. I, that 77, it was great. It was super fun to celebrate. And yeah, 77, you have that forever. But. The, losing to U of A in this game compiles the whole season. It's the end of an era, essentially. You're like, holy hell, this team is – this program yeah. is screwed. Yeah. That would be – I mean, the 70-7 to 7 gets you nowhere the next season. The loss to U of A sets you back so far, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Mm. If ASU loses this weekend, I'm going to be devastated, especially because, you know, me being a dumb ASU fan, I came into the season with really high hopes and expectations yeah. for this program. And, you know, things did get off to a good start. And I was like, okay, like – this like this might be real like this might be their chance and I can do it to myself every time that ASU shows a glimmer of hope and I think you know if ASU does lose to U of A this weekend it would just be so devastating and like Shane said it would just show how far this program has fallen in such a short amount of time um, and it would just hurt. Mike does it propel U of A if they win? Um, I think it's, that's it, an interesting question. I think it helps with recruiting because the one thing that Jed Fish has been able to do so far is he's got a pretty good recruiting class coming in. And so you still got a few spots open there as, you know, Saul and uh, Saul pointed out, Arizona's played better football of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've lost, they've lost the games, but they've played better. So all of a sudden you start telling people, all right, listen, you beat ASU. We play Utah tough. We beat Cal. We don't need to bring up the fact that Cal only had half of its roster. That doesn't really matter from my point right here. And you have a 
a, a top 30 class with immediate time to be able to bring guys into play. So, yes, I think it would be a huge boon, especially, too, because Arizona is going to have to be finding a, a defensive coordinator this offseason as well. So, yes, this would be big for Arizona football if they could go into the uh, offseason on a winning note and maybe kind of a springboard to next year. It sounds stupid to say but Arizona at 1-10 one t- one in 10 has played better football this season than the last three years combined with Kevin Sumlin. I Period. agreed. Period. I that Utah game it. was awesome. I, that was a fun game to watch. Well, still, and two, to this day, you know what? if I ever see Kevin Sumlin, I'm going <laughs> to... You know what? I, I have to, hug, Mike, just, before you start, I have to give oh. Mike a huge shout out because I have never in my life cared about the University of Arizona. I just, just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Mike has written a phenomenal five-part series on the fall of Arizona football and the reasons as to why it has gotten to the point that it has. If you haven't checked it out, you have to subscribe to gophnx.com to read Mike's articles because they are phenomenal. I have learned so much. It has taught me so much. I feel like I have a little bit of emotional interest in uh, the University of Arizona now, but please go check out Mike's five-part series, um, The Curse of Dick Tomey. It is incredible. Uh, sorry, Mike. I just had to give you a shout out there. <laughs> oh, I, pr- I appreciate it. And, you know, Arizona football, and this will sound crazy for, you know, younger people out there, but Arizona football in the 90s had the second most wins out of any team in the Pac-10. You had a top five finish, a top 10 finish, but since Dick Tomey was let go, you've had one top 25 finish in the last 22 years. So, I mean, Arizona has been historically inept since they let go a coach and there's really no other way to, there's really no other way around it. And that's where Jed Fish finds himself. Um, just real quick though, uh, about Saul's point about this team playing better than Kevin Sumlin's. That's a great point, but to me, it goes even a step further. This is the first time that I've seen teams on both sides of the ball that look like they care. Like yeah. last year, yeah. I, again, Hey, I mean, you guys, you know, you beat us down 70 to 7, but it, it just looked in that game like when it was 14 nothing when less than a minute into the game, it's like, all right, Arizona's just going to give up. There hasn't been a point this year with Arizona where I've looked at and I've said, you know what? The Cats have given up. So it's the little things down here in Tucson that matter, I guess, but at least they're battle. And you know what? When you're in the midst of this kind of uh, futility, you'll take it any way you can get it. Well, and I'll say, too, like the reason why I really am worried about this game is because, you know, I, the thing that I love about the Territorial Cup and specifically the rivalry between ASU and UVA is it extends to all sports. I mean, anytime the Sun Devils take on the Wildcats or the Wildcats, Wildcats are playing the Sun Devils, like regardless of what sport it is, like there is a big rivalry there. And, you know, we got basketball season started. And I honestly, being honest, I don't see ASU basketball at coming close to beating U of A this year at all. I just I don't see it happening. I, I think ASU basketball is also fallen from grace heavily. Mm, so <laughs> ASU basketball has the, all the talent in the world, just like this football team. But I believe in Bobby Hurley a hell of a lot more than I believe in Herm Edwards. They I, don't have anybody that can finish at the rim. They don't have anybody that can drive to the basket or finish at the rim. They have plenty of finishers and plenty of no, scores. And finally, they have it. size. UVA basketball is far superior at this point, obviously. But all college basketball is is who is hot when it matters. And if and if ASU can start shooting the ball well, I, I really think that this team can can do something in the Pac-12. Genuinely, I have confidence this year. But again, play this Sorry. back when ASU gets blown out by U of A and I'll be crying and my commitment issues, I will be going camping by myself for three weeks and out in the desert and just sad again because this would be the only hope and then we have nothing to look forward to. Fair <laughs> reminder that ASU plays a gauntlet of a schedule for the next six games. So yeah, I have no faith go, in ASU basketball, unfortunately. Yeah, well then don't lose their UC Riverside and you'll be all right. 
Well, we got Baylor on Wednesday. So <laughs> That's there you go. Redemption game right there. Um, do you guys have any fond memories of when you were in college of the Territorial Cup or rivalry games in general? Yeah, I mean, well, so I I grew up in Tempe. Yeah, like I went to high school at Marcos Deniza, and I went to so that, you know that was right up the street from the stadium. I went to the game right before the game that they won nineteen to nothing against um, the Cornhuskers. I believe they were playing North Texas, and I saw Jake Plummer, and I was like, oh, that kid's pretty good. Um, so when they beat Nebraska, I was like, holy crap, you know. But that season. I have to go back to it because I feel like that's a microcosm of where these two universities are kind of at, right? 96-97, ASU gets all the way to the Rose Bowl. They win that Rose Bowl. They win the national championship because Florida loses to Florida State that night. And and Florida was the number one ranked team in Mm -hmm. the country. So ASU would have won the national championship. They don't come through. Fast forward a couple months later – U of A makes it to the national championship and they come through. And I feel like that's the little separator between the two universities is one is managed to come through on the, uh, and let's be real when it comes to college athletics, it's all about football and and basketball. It always has been. It always will be. Baseball is nice to have. Both schools have done very well in baseball. They both won national championships, but it's always about football and basketball. And the one thing that ASU has over U of A's that they have been to a Rose Bowl. They have won a Rose Bowl, but a Rose Bowl is not a national championship. Yep. And that's the one little thing that U of A can hold over ASU when it comes to those two major sports. That's about it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. that's how I feel. Like, and, a, and U of A's come so close so many times to getting to the Rose Bowl. They have the worst luck ever <laughs> when it comes to it. When they, in 98, they could have gone to the Rose Bowl, but no. Fucking UCLA had to lose on the road to Miami and Edger and James and cost themselves a chance in the national championship, and they went to the Rose Bowl. U of A sat there holding their water. They had to go to the Holiday Bowl, and they waxed <laughs> Nebraska. In that Not Holiday the Bowl. Holiday Bowl. Uh, okay, so any fond memories? So <laughs> that was all a bunch of sadness. I mean, they're all fond memories. Even yeah. even even the losses. Like every time I've ever gone to a rivalry game, it's just a special environment. Yeah. Like it's just you can feel the passion in the air. You can feel the hatred in the air. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun, you know, and that's the thing that I love the most about getting into these debates is like as long as they're cordial, like we can talk all the shit we want. Yeah. It's beautiful and I love it. But, yeah. um, you know, when when people start getting their feelings hurt, then it's like, OK, you need to just leave. Them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mike, any uh, uh, fond memories? Well, a guy that I became uh, pretty close with over the years, named uh, Kelvin Efon. He uh, worked uh, worked the radio with me. Um, he started, uh, and he, it was just due. This was the 1996 game, and this was before mm-hmm. I knew him. And uh, Glenn Gable, who was a uh, 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 ASU, I think, lineman, uh, cheap shots uh, Daniel Greer and breaks his ankle towards the end of the game. And Kelvin goes on, runs onto the field, and there's this huge melee, and I think about 50 people were rejected from the game. It was something crazy like that. It was, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in college football. And that was really the first time that I realized that, yes, these programs aren't great in college football, but there is a real hatred between mm-hmm. both sides. Yeah. Now, I, I like and you know it is stupid people that won't talk to each other over it that's just dumb but there is that was the first time that i really realized that man this is a little bit different right here and besides that uh arizona losing on a bunch of uh alex and dejas mix extra points in the mid 2000s was another uh fond i don't want to say fond memory but it was just like that's arizona 
<laughs> that's Arizona football in a nutshell right there for you. Well, you know, we could win this game, but watch us blow this extra point. Oh, boy. And so those are those are some of the memories that I have for sure. I mean, I always I love Territorial Cup week. Yeah, me like too. it's um yeah, there there's just something you can't fake rivalries in college football. You mm-hmm. they're either organic or they aren't. And this one is 100% organic because people in Tucson generally don't like Phoenicians and it's kind of vice versa. It's a kind of a big brother little brother type thing and that really manifests itself on the football field i think you bring up a great point though because um i've been to a couple territorial cup games but i've also been to some other rivalry games i uh, went to the rocky mountain showdown in colorado between you know the buffs and the rams and to me that feels like a very inorganic rivalry like you were mentioning mike because they're not even the same conference um obviously colorado is a pac-12 school and they have a significantly more established football program than the Rams do who are in the Mountain West. And it's just not the same. Like the environment's not the same. Like Rams fans are like just like an annoying little brother who aren't very realistic about their football program. And it's just not like fun. And it's not like a cool environment. That's funny because so I went to K-State. Yeah. And so if you look at K-State in Kansas, it's almost a mirror image of U of A and ASU because their football Kansas football team can't win shit either yeah but their basketball team is insane so good, yeah. uh, and and Kansas State can win football games but basketball they're kind of whatever and they pull off the upset every now and then and I was there for one of those upsets and I will say this being on we'll just call it the ASU side of this rivalry yeah. right if, if being a Kansas State guy like the intensity was like I, I've never felt anything like yeah. that before mm-hmm. from that side like especially when it came to basketball because you could tell that the fan base felt like they they weren't respected yeah. by the KU fan base. And so they had that angst and that anger. And so like things were just like they used to let chickens off into <laughs> onto the court, like just to disrupt uh, KU during practice uh, or during <laughs> oh warmups. Yeah, they used to do that. So now every time they come into the arena, they would have to like frisk them and make sure they weren't hiding, hiding a fucking rooster underneath oh their nose. Oh <laughs> Crazy stuff, right? That's incredible. Um, so like when I when I when we talk ASU U of A, like that's exactly how it yeah. feels for me. Yeah. But obviously I'm on the other side with this one. Yeah. Um. And so it, it's just it's just crazy. And, but you can feel the passion. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That, that's the thing that I, I admire the most about it. Is just like. It's okay. It's okay to care about something like this. Like, yeah, it's not stupid. It's just how you feel, yeah. and it's it's all right as long as you don't let it, you know, prevail in the rest of your life. Right. Like, you gotta just know. Well, where I mean, to look stop at it. us. We're where do you know? Mm, we work it. together. Yep. <laughs> You're yeah, exactly. our boss, and we're <laughs> rivalry week for me is always like a movie trailer that doesn't live up to the expectations. That week is so fun. You know, going back and forth. Getting excited, just wait. What are you talking about? Getting excited for the game, and then the game, the movie, it's underwhelming because it's either a a blowout, and at halftime, it's just kind of like, uh, but it's still fun to you know talk shit and have fun. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of doesn't live up to expectations for me um, personally. Being ASU's fan base just isn't fantastic at football for the love of when I, at least when I went there, and they get up for the game sometimes, but there isn't always a packed crowd even for the U of A games. And just and the students leave at halftime, and I don't know. It, it it's really? just yeah. I don't know what you're talking I, about. I, you know, I was sitting there on the sidelines uh, for for the last couple territorial cups games in Tempe. Yeah, uh, I did not feel that. Me I was either. standing there. I was even wearing U of A gear because I was trying to be an unbiased reporter, and the student section was right behind me, and I just felt like they were talking to me. You know, what I mean? yeah. by the I end just, of the game. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're the, just talking all types. The of two trash I went and, to, it was very disappointing. 
I don't know which ones you were at because the ones I, I mean, I was very intoxicated, yeah, but that's they, probably were, why. they were really fun. Yeah. Um, Fernando Parra saying the best game environment he's ever been to was the 2014 Territorial Cup. Is that what it says? Yeah, when U of when A won, a won, won the Pac-12 South. South. I bet that was crazy. Yeah, I was. I wasn't there. You, I so was I was watching say. on TV from Kansas. <laughs> so, yeah, right. I bet that was crazy. Um, I don't know. I think the in the environment's awesome. I always love Territorial Cup weeks. I love the passion of both fan bases, even though ASU is uh, <laughs> where my loyalties lie. I always love to see the signs that they come up with to uh, <laughs> to, to bash on each other. Um, U of A's traditional uh, take out the basura. Basura. I'm not saying that right. <laughs> Spanish help. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so yes, I agree. Speaking of uh, the rivalry, though. This uh the the rivalry the betting odds are open on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Uh, Arizona has opened as twenty and a half point underdogs. Uh, twenty and a half. Twenty and a half point underdogs. Ooh, hammering. Yes. Absolutely hammering. Oh that. yeah, I might hammer that as well. That's too many points. The over under has opened at fifty two and a half points. Um, Ooh, I'm not touching that. I don't know what is happening, but <laughs> what are you guys doing with your DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend? I mean, I, I'm not even talking as a homer, but 20, 20 and a half points seems like a lot of ASU points. ASU doesn't blow people out. They just don't. So I, I don't, yeah, I, I I don't think, it's not going to be 70 to 7 again, Vegas. No. Like, yeah. it just isn't. Like, like, a lot of things had to have happened the wrong way for that to happen. I'm going to buy a point and hammer 21 and a half. To get those three, those three full touchdowns for U of A, and then sprinkle some on the U of A money line. Yeah. There you I'm go, Mike. What are your thoughts on the uh, the line for U of A ASU? Um, that's about where I'd put it. I okay. think that so if I, I'm just kind of doing it uh, off the top of my head, so basically they're looking at like a 30, 37 to seventeen type game, something like that. I mean, here's the thing that you always kind of wonder is what's going to really go on with ASU? Are they going to quit? Are they going? What exactly is the mindset there? Um, but I just think they have a lot better players than Arizona, which is obviously the case. I don't like what I saw last week from Arizona defensively against uh, Washington State. I wonder if some of the Don Brown checking out things might be in place there, but that's a line that I wouldn't touch. Um, I would save all my DraftKings Sportsbook app money to bet on Arizona basketball, not on Arizona football. All right. Well, there you have it. That was um, what DraftKings has. But since, you know, we are evenly divided on this podcast with two U of A fans, two ASU fans, I want to put a friendly bet on the game. Um, I think that if U of A beats ASU, I will buy each of you a coffee next week. <laughs> you are so lame. Well, I don't know I what else I'm going to do. I'm not going to like so cut my hair off. Until the very that was pretty right. weak right there. That I'll think of sauce. something. Let's put something on it. I'll think of but something. But listen, I'll okay, $10. Like, listen, listen, like <laughs> it's a rivalry, but we, we can concede even the DraftKings Sportsbook app is saying like this shouldn't, this should no, not no, be no, a no, U of no. A win. No. no, what I'm saying is, is like, you know the the wager has to you know yeah there has to be odds that's what I'm saying yeah. only only if U of A wins does ASU have to do something like because because oh if ASU wins like yeah no shit like you guys don't have to. how about this if ASU wins uh-huh. I will buy you a coffee oh okay? I love that if U of A wins you got to buy me dinner deal. I'll take it. That's that's the flip, right? But, uh, Mike, because I'll Venmo you for you dinner. Win. <laughs> Since you're down to so, dinner. All right, sounds <laughs> you know, that's simple. <laughs> all right, I love it. Um, any other final thoughts before we wrap up this Ravelry? And only you podcast? two, because you're the only two that are here. Hey. Jacob oh, definitely Jacob, wants to me, too. <laughs> I guess Jacob. <laughs> 
Um, any other final thoughts before we wrap up this Rabbit Week podcast? Back the A. Mike Luke. Back the A, baby. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> it's like hypnotizing on Twitter. Sometimes I'll be scrolling and I see that picture. I'm like, back the A. Back the A. Back the A. Without fail. And every time Mike Luke will drop no, a No, forks up, baby. I, I as as much as much uh, pessimism as I have with this program, um, obviously ride till I die. I still believe in ASU basketball. Um, ASU football can turn it around. You just got to wait three years, man. You just got to wait. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm really excited for this week. Mm. Arizona, Arizona hoops is here. Um, I'm beyond <laughs> excited. I think this team can compete with anybody right there. There's my rivalry week for you. <laughs> That is all Mike Luke cares about. All hey, basketball. listen, we, we, have, we have two basketball programs in the top 20 in the country. So, hey, women's and men's basketball is killing it. Yeah, shout out to there, the women's so. program. They look incredible. Uh, Matt Cuff mm-hmm. in the comments saying, sorry, I'm really bad at reading I, I don't far know. away. If ASU covers, both U of A reps have to wear ASU gear on the pod. And if U of A wins, ASU reps have to do I don't, this reverse. I don't I'll understand do that. that. Like, I, 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 I always see people being like, oh, I got to put this shirt. I don't care. Like what's a shirt? Like I never, never go. I All get right, like negative the, Nancy the over here. I know, but, um, but let's make it more fun. It's gotta be Mac, more fun. I than accept that. that challenge. I will take that bet. Um, I'll back the A. <laughs> I've already said it. All right. Yep. She already agreed to dinner. Don't anybody let her out yeah. of that. Uh, <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on this Rivalry Week edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. For all of you in the comments, you are awesome. Thank you for chiming in and watching along with us. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget you can subscribe to anywhere you get podcasts and listen to the audio version only on wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening to the audio version, make sure you check out. I'm also our very, very thankful that you, nobody said a stupid U of A or ASU joke today. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, you're also they're so dumb. They they're so bad. dumb. Yeah, they're I'm bad. so over them. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to the audio only version podcast, make sure you watch along with us on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to gophnx.com. We got a ton of great written content on there, including Mike Luke's five part series. The Curse of Dick Tomey. So you'll want to check that out. If you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free t-shirt. Um, the lovely ASU t-shirt Shane is wearing is an option. We have a ton of other cool shirts on there. So make sure you go check out gophnx.com. We appreciate you guys so much. And we will see you next week. Go Peace. ASU.